0: to episode three of Absolute Football Thunders. So, I mean, I'm saying absolute because you are a right pair of thunders as far as I'm concerned. Uh, good evening to Ryan Scott. Good evening. Oh, hello to Ryan Scott. And hello to Dan Finch. Hello. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you're listening, oh, whenever. whenever. Uh, good and afternoon,
1: me, good evening and good night. Yeah. And me,
0: and, uh, and me, Peter Finch. So this has been recorded just before uh, the EFL season kicks off. The 72 kick off their games at the weekend. Uh, and it all starts here. And Also, with just news, hot off the press that we've just heard, Lionel West, Messi has left Barcelona very quickly. Let's deal with that. 30 seconds. Go, each one of you. Go, Ryan. You want to talk about this first, didn't you?
1: Not surprised. They didn't have the money. They're a billion pounds in debt. It was never really going to happen, no matter how much of a wage cut he took.
2: Dan? My my thing is, uh, as you said, not really a surprise. I'm just more intrigued in where he goes next. Um uh, would have said they're... Man City, but who knows? But that they've made signings or have they? They've so they've technically paid the clubs for them, but haven't uh, officially signed them so that they can be played in La Liga. So, yeah, mm, d- d- yeah awkward. all good.
0: All <laughs> good. Uh, that's that's a messy situation. Where do you think it? I, P- P- Paris Saint Germain, do you reckon?
2: It has to be in, uh, the only two teams I think could even go near affording him is PSG and City.
0: Man City City are just signing Grealish and maybe possibly a n other Uh, Can they afford to have Messi as well? Or do they want Messi? Ryan? I don't
1: think they want Messi. I don't think they can afford Messi. I think you'll find Messi will go to America because they'll get enough sponsorship money to pay his wages. And he'll be one of the big players in a very small pond. He is 34, don't forget. He is coming to the end of his career.
0: Okay, fair enough. Right, let's start dealing with uh, tonight. We're going to look at these: uh, the League Two, League One, and the Championship, and the Premier League. Or do do we leave the Premier League until a week's time because that starts in a week's time? Do we, do we give a whole episode to that? It's up to you, boys. Um, you tell me now quickly before we go any further. I'm happy
1: to leave the Premier League if you want. I'm just not going to be yeah, able to, contribute to leave it too for much. a week.
0: Okay, so we're just doing the EFL this week, and then we'll 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 be here next yep. week, and we'll do the Premier League. So uh, yeah. League Two, League Two. Um, it's, I, I know little about League Two. What I do know is there are a couple of teams that I think are going to struggle. Uh, one of them being Rochdale, have only got about 10 out first-team players. Another one who initially may struggle are Swindon because they've had all manner of disasters in terms of ownership uh, over the last few years. But in the last couple of weeks, they've got new owners. So it depends how quick they can turn around and go out and sign players. Uh, Dan? So let's yeah, so with, who's going down first? Who's gonna be who's gonna be leaving?
2: So I Rochdale, I think, as you said, we all know that they're in the problems they're in, and Stevenage are one of those teams that, for years, everyone says should be down there, will be down there, and kind of managed to stay up normally by the skin of their teeth. I looked through their squads, and their their squad doesn't fill me with confidence. Um, Scunthorpe as well are contenders. Uh, Hartley, Barrow, but for me, Southend have no players. Not Southend, Stephenish have no players that jump out at me, and it's good enough to keep them in the league.
0: So, are we saying Rochdale and Stephenish? Is that the two that are going down?
2: Yeah, I don't. I I think there's a there's a bunch of teams that could, but they're definitely contenders.
0: Uh, so let's look at the uh, who's likely out of the out of those teams. That we've, that's the bottom part of the league dealt with. Um, the top half of the league, who are the teams that you're looking at? You're thinking, right, they're a good chance. When you bear in mind last season, I think Exeter were up there, Newport County with a good manager. They are going to be in with a shout, but are they going to be automatic promotion or are they going to have to go through the playoffs again? Which uh, they've not really enjoyed the playoffs at all, have they?
2: No, they haven't. But I think, um, as you said, Michael Flynn has done wonders for them. The way that when he took over the state that Newport were in, when Terry Butcher left, the fact that they stayed up this, that season was amazing and then went on, as you said, sadly, two playoff defeats last year in the hands of Morecambe. Um, but I, I do think they'll go up this year. I think they're one of the three that will go up automatically. I think Patrick Amon scores goals for fun. They've got a really solid back line their Keeper that they had a few years, Joe Day, is back. He spent time with Cardiff. Um, I think that there's a good nucleus there that have been there for a few years. I wouldn't be shocked to see them promoted.
0: And uh, Bradford, another one that's tipped possibly for promotion in that league.
2: Yeah, I I personally haven't gone for Bradford. Uh, I could see why Andy Cook is a fabulous striker and they've got some nice pieces. A manager that took more come up last year in Adams. Uh, But I don't think about Bradford. I just don't. I don't know if it's because they have been hyped for the last two years and then they've underwhelmed. But I I haven't gone for them.
0: Uh, Exeter. Nope. About, no, got to the playoffs I, last year. You really don't think they're going to do it this
2: year? I think, I think Exeter have just lost their best player in Joel Randall to yeah, Peterborough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for nice money, that uh, well, it's rumoured to be around about a million pounds. That must be fantastic for Exeter City. But I think that's going to be a big loss for them. They lost Randall Williams too, um, to Hull. So I think they, they might fall off the playoff hunt. It wouldn't shock me. I hope Matty Taylor does great. A Charlton, a former Cholton player, I hope yep. success for him, but... Maybe not this year.
0: And uh, Mansfield Town with uh, former Charlton player George Latchley bossing the midfield. What do we think about their chances?
2: Uh, I think Mansfield are a, a good side. Uh, they've got some good players. George Latchley is is the man. Um, they finished
0: sixteenth last season. I've just got to they think did, about um, them.
2: They, um, they finished well though. A, a f- they finished strongly. They're a club that always invests um, with their playing squad. In I think they got taken over a few years back. Uh, But George Laps, as you said, is going to be a key member of their squad. Jordan Bowery is a goal scorer. Ollie Clark, a former Bristol Rovers player, um, is is going to be a contender. Uh, While we're talking about Bristol Rovers, I think they need a big mention. They're one of the the clubs I I think have a fantastic chance. Brandon Hanlon up front. They've signed Brett Pittman. That's a lot of experience. Hasn't maybe scored the goals in recent years that he has in the past, but but they've got a manager. Strikers.
0: They've got a managerial situation that is less than perfect with Joey Barton seemingly in and out of allegedly courthouses here and there uh, for various misdemeanors. Um, is he going to be your manager come the start of the season, or, or, or well, is he going to be the manager for
2: the long term? I'd, I'd say no, but um, I think there's enough talent in that squad. Their front three and their strike force, Aaron Collins, who was fantastic for Forest Green. We'll get on to Forest screen in a minute, I'm sure. Um, Aaron Collins, as I said, fantastic. Brandon Hanlon, we saw at Cholton. I was amazed when we got rid of him. Hmm. Uh, spent time at Gillingham, Is now at Bristol Rovers. Brett Pittman, of course. Jack Baldwin at the back has had experience with Sunderland uh, in League One. So, I think they've they've got a good new of squad. That hopefully, there's a manager. Our family, obviously, are Bristol Rovers fans. So, yeah. hopefully, the manager comes in, sorts them out. I do think the players are there.
0: Um, Salford. We've got to talk about Salford. They seem to spend... Because, you know, they, they're backed by the class of 92, it seems, and the, the money from the class of 92. They've rebuilt the stadium, looks lovely. Uh But they do like to sack a manager. They don't
2: Managers don't stay long at Salford, do they? Well, yeah, that seems to be the issue. Managers are changed two or three times a year because maybe they're on the edge of the playoffs. Um And League Two is one of those leagues where if you do hit a bit of bad form, you can go from fifth to 19th in a couple of weeks and i that but again they also have some really good players ian henderson up front tom elliot ashley hunter they should have a squad that's up there but i don't trust that the kick manager is going to be there by december uh yes ryan
1: uh, i was just going to say actually i was listening to an interview with gary neville the other day uh on sky and he said that he took responsibility for the recent issues at salford with the managers coming in and out in such quick succession and the, and that he didn't feel he'd done things properly that they had the squad but the managerial situation was always what was crippling them and so he claims that they've looked at themselves in depth and they believe uh, that they've made the right decisions for this yeah. season
0: some people do talk a good game though don't they and and the other thing is when you look at that Salford team and the owners these are these are players who played pretty much for one manager where it was a consistent manager do you not think they would think to build a club around one manager and give them a bit of time? I think I that's... Go on, go sorry,
1: gone. Oh, all I was going to say was is Gary Neville in the interview said that becoming an owner as opposed to being a fan or a coach um, had led him down a path to do things that he didn't think he would have done. Um, but they're not averse to doing this. Before I remember when they first took over the club, they had a uh, a duo management team yeah, at the, the team. time.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and then they quickly got shot of them because they wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah. So exactly. Gary Neville did say that the owners, the ownership, had kind of lost its way with the view of what they were trying to do. Situations had forced their hands into taking a. A different tact to what they actually wanted to take. So I think they've readdressed Gary Neville claims they've readdressed that this year.
2: Right, Dan. Go on. Uh, the, the team that I think we haven't mentioned, we've mentioned six or seven teams. Have we mentioned I think we've, Carlisle? We've not mentioned Carlisle. They're not the team we're going to talk about though, but oh, go on. we've mentioned six or seven teams that I think will be in the playoff picture. The one that I've already kind of spoke about, but not in detail is Forest Green Rovers. Right. Um they're a club that last year they were in and around the playoffs in the mid table they changed manager, they brought in Rob Edwards who I think was a coach at the club but not a manager Um, they were part of a really good playoff game with Newport, if you haven't seen the highlights go and find it, it was bonkers Um, they've got some really good players Nicky Cadden who came from Scotland is very good way too good for that level, Luke McGee in goal is a very good keeper, Jamil Jamil Matt, fantastic striker Jordan Moore-Taylor who was at Exeter was linked with, I saw him linked with Championship Clubs. He's gone to Forest Green. Um, If they aren't up there, I would be surprised. They've been up there again for most of the last three or four years, like Newport, like Exeter. I think it's probably their time now.
0: Excellent. Uh, Ryan, you got anything to add to on League Two or or, are we moving on?
1: I'm afraid not. Uh, I will confess to to our listeners right now that my love for football grew in Syria uh, during the early to mid-90s and the Premier League. So when it comes to the lower leagues, I've researched as much as I can, but my opinion beyond the championship is going to be pretty limited.
0: That's fine. No, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, right, so we'll move on to... So we're looking at... Uh, so we've, we've got a couple of candidates for relegation. We've, we've got someone we think could win the, the League One title and we've, we're have we looking at the playoff contenders. And we're, we're quite happy with that. League One, which uh, is where Dan and I have to declare an interest. We are Charlton fans. Uh, and I have to say straight here, as things stand, mid table at the moment, because that's all we've got at the moment. We've got a good, we do have a half decent first team, but that's it. Uh, but it takes, as we've learned over the years, over the years under Roland Duchatelet, it takes, it's great to have a, a brilliant team, a good team. You need a squad. Charlton at the moment, and there's still time don't have a squad. So let's not dwell on Charlton yet because I don't think they're
2: in the mix as things stand. Dan? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think if you look at our starting 11, uh, it's a playoff to a top two fighting kind of starting eleven. But Injuries. we just, the, the bench is, I think apart from Ben Watson, who's about 104, the bench's average age is barely just out of their GCSEs. So I can't imagine Charlton being anywhere near the top
0: and, and the Ben Watson thing he got offered a new deal this year and Darren Prattley was released and I think the club got that one wrong I have to say Ryan what do you want to say about Charlton before we move on any further
1: I was I was going to say I've actually got you guys for a sneaky playoff place because oh. over the years talking with Dan he always messages me and he's like we started strong we're doing well we'll make the playoffs this is our year and then about halfway through the season he's like no it's all falling apart I think the key thing for Charlton that's different this year is you've got a more experienced manager than you've had previously. Lee Bowyer obviously did a very good job under difficult circumstances with the previous owner and whatnot, and the squad coming and going. But I'm just thinking maybe with a little bit more experienced manager, a pre-season behind him, you might sneak a playoff. You always seem to finish just under. Yeah,
2: I'm very, I'm very upset about comments against Lee Bowyer. <laughs> <laughs> this this man uh, is in charge of my most one of the most happiest moments of my life. Yeah. I when mean, we won so- the League One playoff final yeah. at Wembley against Sunderland and he had no right. We had no right to be there, Absolutely. and he had no right to lead that no. club no. and those players there. I don't and know it, how we did it.
0: And it's a part ninety-eight was it that was coming all season. That that one in the uh at the one against uh the second time against Sunderland was so much better because it was so much more against the odds. Uh, I mean, the other one was against the odds because we, where we come from in terms of being coming back to the valley, but that that one under uh, the end of the the uh, the Belgian nutcases regime uh, was so unlikely, and uh, I was so excited. By it. I got blind drunk the night before the game, didn't I, Dan? Yes, you did. <laughs> vodka, vodka. Yeah, Ryan. Yes.
1: All, all I'm going to say to Dan is, is I'm not besmirching Lee Bowyer in any way. I'm just calling it as it was. He was a rookie coach who came into into a difficult situation. He did very well, but obviously he's gone now. And with an experienced manager at the level that Charlton are currently at in Nigel Adkin, you never know. You might get lucky. It's a, it's a funny old league. There's, is one.
0: There's, there's a transfer window that's still open. And while there's a transfer window open, then deals can be done. But I'm not sure what deals... But let's wait and see. Uh, so we can't say now. Uh, at, but the squad, as it stands at the moment, for me, is not playoff material. Mm-hmm. So let's look at the, uh, the relegation places. I'll throw one
2: name at you, Dan. Fleetwood Town. Oh, yeah. Fleetwood. yeah, yeah. I consider Fleetwood. Uh, they haven't made my, my four. Um, I've also got one that I think people will pull a face at. But Fleetwood, that's that has shocked me. Why? Yeah. Um,
0: finished 15th last year and i just don't think and and their finances are very bad i mean they've been really hit badly by the financing uh, so i think they could struggle so there are I, one, other ones like plymouth and cambridge that could but i think i think i think fleetwood are going to have a tough tough time and i've got a hope to see down there as well uh, there'll be no surprise in this with dan and and it's it's a it's a, it's a kentish club and, uh, and I think that's a spelling mistake. Um, and, I, and I suspect I'd, I'd love to see Steve, get, uh, Steve Evans get relegated. It's nothing to do with Gillingham. I just cannot stand Steve Evans because oh, got it for Steve I've, too. I've been in close proximity to that lump of lard. And I've got to tell you, he's possibly the most pathetic character in football I've ever come across. Just leave that one there. Carry on, Dan.
2: He, uh, I think he's got a reputation. I remember going to Peterborough away when he was manager at Peterborough. And hearing some of the language he was using to the officials, like yeah. I know it's football, but he was worse than the fans. The words he was using, I thought, if a microphone picks him up, he's in trouble here. He
0: uh, that he he set up, sets up his backroom staff, and it's not just him; they are. It's a coordinated attack on the fourth official and the nearest official to the nearest linesman uh, to the referee's nearest assistant that's near to them on the touchline. It is a coordinated. The only other time I've really seen it that well coordinated will surprise you. Mark Bowen and Mark Hughes mm. at Blackburn. Dan, you were there, remember? In the, mm. the, uh, cur- the
2: quarterfinals, of the Carling, final, the
0: Carling Cup. And those two did not stop on the fourth official. And uh, we didn't stop giving them chip, really. Anyway.
2: A surprise team. Well, we're talking about surprise teams. For me, there's two teams that I'd say are obvious. Um Cambridge isn't one of them, but I have got Cambridge down to two. one for me is Crew. Um, yeah, no, Crew. No, that's a obviously, fair point. they they rely very heavily on their youth system, and they have some very good players. The two very good players right now are Tom Lowry and Charlie Kirk. And they're being heavily, picked off. Both heavily linked with moves. Tom Lowry has asked to leave to the point where he's been training with the kids because he has said, "I don't want to be here anymore." And Charlie Kirk has been linked with with, with Charlton for a good a period of time, and with other clubs, they will both, I'm assuming, be on the move. Uh, oh. Their their lead striker is Chris Lott, uh, is um, Chris uh, Porter. I think he's mid 30s. Doesn't look good for them. The good thing is Will Will uh, Oh uh, in goal, very good keeper, uh, but I'm not sure if he's got it in them. And uh, one of the other clubs I've I think Morecambe. yep bless yep, yep, them, yep. they had the smallest budget in League Two and got promoted. They lost their manager over the summer. They've pretty much had to build a new squad it's going to be dead.
0: Wimbledon could find it tough as well couldn't they they've lost possible, but Wimbledon, Wimbledon could find it tough this year they've come up uh and they've lost or oh, they've been up but they've lost one of their strikers in Joe Piggott's gone to Ipswich and more about Ipswich in a while but they've they've yeah they've lost a a, a, a striker who, who, who will get goals It knows where the goal is. And that's going to be a big thing, isn't it, in the league? It, for, that's the difference between success in, in this league. If you haven't got someone who's going to bang the goals in, you're going to struggle, aren't you?
2: And well, yeah. Rich Cawley, who's a, a South London press journalist, who I'll give a shout out to, uh, he obviously covers clues in the name to South London. And he has said the back end of last year, the reason Wimbledon got out of the problems they were in was Joe Piggott and George Dobson. Yeah. Joe Pickett's now Ipswich and George Dobson's now Charlton. Charlton,
0: of course, yeah.
2: Two big holes in the Wimbledon team, one up front, one in the middle. That's your core of your squad disappeared. Your biggest goal scorer, who scored 20 goals for a club that finished bottom seven, That's, then- if you can get 20 goals finishing back there and you take those goals away from Wimbledon, they are in trouble.
0: Well, I mean, we look at Charlton uh, in the championship. We had Lyle Taylor banging in the goals, took him out of that team at the end of the COVID situation, at the end of that season, uh, where he didn't play because he refused to play. And and that's what cost Charlton, pure and simple, because I think had he played in a couple of those games, he would have scored a couple of goals within that, con- that time of his contract where he didn't.
2: Well, the bit... The it's biggest one for just in me having a chance was, to have another go at Lyle yeah. Taylor, sorry. But I think the the biggest thing was obviously I remember Charlton playing Millwall at the back end of that season, and Macaulay Bon, who will I'm sure again we'll get onto it for in a minute, missed so many chances in that game that if Lyle Taylor plays, we beat Millwall, and then we lose, go down by a point, and it's like that's where the point was right there.
0: That's the way it was. But so two points dropped because if you went, yeah yeah I mean it's um. Yeah, Macaulay Bond, we will discuss him in a minute because uh, I do remember when he was sold to QPR for £2 million, I couldn't stop laughing. And I, I've got a friend who's a QPR fan and he said, uh, we just signed your boy Bond. I went, yeah, good luck with that, mate. It's £2 million, too much, to be honest. But I'm really, definitely. I have got. Uh, I want to see Joe, I think Joe Piggott will do well, but we'll get more on to that in a minute. Uh, teams around like Doncaster are always there and thereabouts. What are we thinking for them this year, Dan?
2: I, I like Doncaster they've um changed manager in uh, in this window. Um uh, yeah I think it's Richie Wellins who's taken over who was at Salford previously. Um I think Doncaster is, yeah. are probably a striker away from being uh you know a real force. Omar Bogle is their current strike force with um Jordi i both have been on the edge of top clubs we had Omar Bako obviously uh, Jordi Hawula was at a short time playing for Portsmouth John Bostock is there very talented player but is very hot and cold uh, and lost to Charlton last year and that you know so Ryan. That's it.
1: I'm very interested actually to hear your guys opinions on Sunderland because obviously you follow the league because you're both Charlton fans and you're both in the league they finished if my research is correct they finished in the playoffs last year um, and it's obviously a very different Sunderland now to the Sunderland that everybody remembers that was in the Premier League and dropping like a stone. So take right. it away, fellas.
0: Uh, well, I'll, I'll give heads up on Sunderland. They signed that North Korean striker, haven't they, Dan? They signed a load of
2: North. North yeah. Foo no one.
0: They yeah, haven't... Les, made they've no they've
2: made our window look good. Um, yeah. I mean, the one player that I... They've signed two players, to my knowledge, uh, one is Alex Pritchard. If you can keep Alex Pritchard fat, uh, fit, fantastic signing. Uh, they obviously lost Charlie White, who again will get on to Wigan, I'm sure, in a bit. Sunderland, there's gaps in that team for me that makes them think that they're not going to be in and around. Their strikeforce at the minute is Aidan O'Brien and Ross Stewart, and Aidan O'Brien they, is nothing special. Have from, they
0: still got Aidan McGee? Because
2: they have, they have still got Aidan McGee. There are.
0: There are two Aidan McGees out in the football league. That's the one that plays for Sunderland and has played everywhere else. And there was the one that played at Charlton, two different players.
2: I felt sorry for him at Charlton because he played in central midfield and I'll never understand why, but, um, you know, some, as going back to Sunderland, I just don't yeah. think they have enough with Will Grigg has not had a good season with them for two and a half years. He did well for MK Don's last year on loan. Uh, and their only other strikers, as I said, is Ross Stewart, who had I know minimal about from Scotland, and Aidan O'Brien, who was at Millwall, who is more of a winger than a striker, and so that, looked they to struggle, struggle against us when we played last year. Um, yeah, I think I still think they've got a good enough defence to be in and around it. But if they were to finish outside of the playoffs, it wouldn't shock me.
0: A club I admire uh, is uh, Accrington Stanley. Is, is Accrington Stanley, and because their manager's been there for seventeen years, for crying out loud. Uh, and and they've just sort of progressed every year, and they're stead- And the chairman's uh, Andy Holt uh, on Twitter. I've had to stop following him on Twitter because he just rambles, but he's very interactive, and he's he seems he's got his heart in the right place, and he's very popular. Dan. If
2: you see them play, uh, they obviously beat us twice last year. Once on television, uh, no, they, we drew with them up there. We'd lost at home. They, for a team like Accrington Stanley, they play some very nice football. Their manager. Um, I can't remember his name. It's Coleman, isn't it? John Coleman, John Coleman I believe. Yeah. Uh, hey John Coleman, 17 years. He plays some very nice football. They've got good strikers. Kobe Bishop made us look awful last season. Um, but to be fair, a lot of teams did. Seamus Connolly in midfield. Dion Charles is another striker that caused this problem. They've just signed Harry Pell from Colchester um, and they've got a young keeper on loan from, I think it's Man City this year, uh, who's come with quite, quite a big hype. So at Crimpton are more than in the in the conversation.
0: In the okay, what about Wickham down last year from the Championship? Uh, have they got enough to to go again, Ainsworth and the boys?
2: I don't want to rule them out because the when everyone said front. they were, they the everyone big... said they were going to get relegated and um, they got promoted, so I can't rule them out. They're not one of the top teams that I'd look at, but again, it, it, much like Oxford in a way that I think they're going to be hovering. And I'm not sure they just have the... A bit like Charlton, do they have the squad? It looks like they're going to lose Ick Piazu to Middlesbrough. And they're going to be left with Akin Fenwa, who's, I think, more famous on the internet than for his football skills.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, moving swiftly on. One of the teams that come down and Charlton's first opponents this week, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, uh, Not very popular in these parts, I've got to say. Um, I've had some personal issues at Sheffield Wednesday uh and i mean they're clearly too big for league one so league two hopefully be for them because they've got a points deduction hanging over them haven't they
2: do they do they start on minus points
0: no it's a suspended points deduction so it's, it's means, a sus- so, so no it, they don't they, well, it, yeah but it, it could if some if things don't don't get, don't get themselves sorted they could uh but they've had a lot of players leave they, so they've, lo-
2: they've had a lot of players leave but i think their manager's darren moore correct Yes. I like his business. They've still got Barry Bannon, who um, Charlton fans have had. He loves going Charlton, on with. doesn't he? He, loves he does Charlton. not love Charlton. <laughs> he really loves Charlton. I, I mean, he, he um, tweeted
0: the day Charlton got relegated from the Championship. And, yeah.
2: yeah and, up, now, right? and he didn't like it when we tweeted him back. Yeah, he's um, going to get brought someone. In Bailey Peacock Farrell in goal, which I think is bonkers that he's going to be in League One. Uh, Lee Gregory up front from Millwall. Uh, Formal of Mill I think he actually Has come from Derby They've still got Josh Windass Lewis Wing From Middlesbrough uh, Florian Canberry Who was at Hibs And did okay uh, uh, Jack Hunt From Bristol City uh, Marvin Johnson From Middlesbrough they've, they, they've built Quite a squad Callum Patterson They've turned into A striker And that one's still Beyond Beyond my recognition.
0: Oxford United And Carl Robinson uh, The man talks A good game And he talks A good game And he talks And then he talks And then After that He'll talk some more what are we because that you know they they um they were thereabouts last year.
2: They've got two of the most interested strikers in the league in terms of what they've done previously in Matty Taylor and Sam Winnell. Uh Matty Taylor's turned up last year. I think Sam Winnell had an injury, which has sadly been part of Sam Winnell's problems. Um again, been in the past two years, lost close games to Blackpool and Wickham, obviously at Wembley. Um I enjoyed watching Carl Robinson cry at Wembley, but that's a different matter. Um, yeah, yeah, is I happen to watch him cry anywhere, to be honest.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, let's look at the, the, uh, promotion places or Dan what else? promotion places. No, no
2: promotion places. Yeah.
0: The promotion places, uh, the actual top two automatic Wigan and Ipswich have gone about the pre season in terms of buying players and signing players. Uh, and you've got to sum this up in about five minutes flat, to be honest, Dan, um, they're looking if if, if they're looking likely, aren't they? Ipswich,
2: possibly. I think Paul, Paul Cook has done what you say a team should do when you go to League One. He has gone to every club in the league and bought the team's best players. Hmm. Uh, Wes Burns from Fleetwood, Joe Piggott, as we mentioned, from AFC Wimbledon, which Chris Scott Fraser did. from Milton Keynes, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh Milton Keynes for, for Scott Fraser, um. Halidecki, I think it's how you pronounce it, was the keeper at Salford. George Edmondson from Rangers was a big fee. Rakeem Harper from West Brom, who was released. McCauley Bon is... Yeah, we'll, yeah, that right. one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll gloss um, over that one. But the squad they have is... Connor Chaplin as well. Ipswich are just... They have built a squad, if it works, that will walk this league.
0: Wigan, uh, we think will be possibly there or thereabouts.
2: We're going we're gonna to interest me. Uh, I'm very intrigued. They've signed a lot of players who you would say have either uh, had their day in terms of when they are at their best, mm-hmm. but still are quite young. Jordan Cousins is only 26, 27. He'll, he should boss League One. Jack Watmore at the back is a fantastic centre-back. Had a bad year reports Portsmouth last year. I always should sign him
0: in League One, and I always sign him on Football Manager on the Championship. Anyway, on the Championship side, I will always go for Jack Watmore, and I don't understand how he hasn't been picked up before now?
2: I think it's just because he, he struggled a bit for Portsmouth last year, hence why he was released oh. uh, but also the big one for them is I know we talked about Ada McGeady and that was a big thing but Charlie Wyatt scored 30 goals in league one last year and he's now at Wigan, you score 30 goals and you're available for free, he was supposed to be going to Celtic and then all of a sudden he popped up at Wigan, so so
0: they've paid some money, wages there haven't they in a signing off oh, fee
2: Ben Amos from Charlton who supposedly <laughs> was offered 10 grand, that's League 1 teams do, do not do passing out League 1. <laughs> Ten grand is not passed around.
0: Especially in this this post covid uh where there's not a lot of money around for clubs to be spending the money that Wigan and Ipswich are both spending. Uh, if it doesn't work for them, it's it's uh, I mean it it's all very well signing these players, they've got to to gel. I do remember uh, being involved at Charlton when when Chris Powell signed. I think the best part of twenty-five players in pre-season leading up to the start of the season, and every player were thinking they're not going to gel, and then being close at hand and seeing pre-season that they were gelling, and then thinking, yeah, they, 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 yeah, this one's sorted, and and then and then when when you see a signing coming in right at the end of the window, it was a free transfer. This fella, this French fella, no one had heard of Yang something come again, and that whole team gelled. And and it depends
2: if you've got the right characters, doesn't it, really, Dan? Yeah, precisely. And um, we were luckily enough to know, and meet, and spend time with some of the players, and you could tell the atmosphere at the squad was brilliant. The one team I do want to mention before we come off League One, yeah, uh, Rotherham United, um, the most up and down yo-yo. They make West Brom's up and down Premier League championship look impressive. Um, sorry, yeah. look less impressive. They have a fantastic squad. Kieran Sadlier, Freddie Ladipo, Shane Ferguson from Millwall, obviously Michael Smith, who Charlton fans will know, Oliver Rathbone, who is quite a good player at Rochdale, has been picked up. Their team's been together for a few years. They've gone up and down more or less with this squad for the last three or four seasons. I would not be shocked to see them do it again. And it just and depend- uh, last mentioned for Portsmouth as well, obviously, who. Uh, still have they're, John there up about, front.
0: they're there there. Yeah, John Marcus, who cries on playoff fi- semi finals, yeah, doesn't it's he? It's
2: beautiful. It's a beautiful sight.
0: Right. Again. Onto the championship then, and glaring us straight in the face is uh, Wayne Rooney and his uh, Derby team. Uh, are uh, in an, an absolutely pitiful situation, and I think it's going to take. I I would say it's going to take uh, uh, close to a miracle for them to not get relegated. Really, uh, is is that be? Is there any discussion about
2: Derby? No, I don't. I don't think so. Sadly, as Charlton fans are going into that championship season. Um, we kind of know how they feel We were in a similar place um, um, and, and the manager they took Arguably out... in a worse place aren't they If you consider that they've yeah. got 7-8 players that w- They were in a very similar place to us um, And they're
0: embargoed yeah, Just and... like we were yeah. So, and they, yeah, but but they've
2: got less players they've But got our
0: manager players. hasn't taken out Jason Knight in pre-season No that, that was helpful But, but then Levi very... probably would right, Yeah, uh, Ryan
1: Every time I look at Derby County I wonder what on earth the owners are doing um it goes back years with these owners why rain rooney even got the job i don't know it's obviously just because of his name um he he probably has done his coaching badges by that point anyway but he had no experience they were in trouble uh he was their star player their captain and then they're like well we'll just give you the manager's job as well we we've had it so many times they 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 went left and right the whole yapstam fiasco they, had, they brought back Steve McLaren for a very brief spell, and that went wrong. They had no, relative no. success you're, with you're uh, Frank Lampard. You're saying his Lamphold. name wrong.
0: You're saying his name wrong. You're Steve McLaren.
1: Steve McLaren. It's, right. it's, right. it's about the philosophy. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, Christ. Yeah, and like well. I said, there, there was the issue with Yapstam as well. And then they had... It, it was, it was Lampard who was there, wasn't it? Lampard had, was got
2: Lampard got him to the playoff final, and then Slipp yeah. Kaku came in.
1: Exactly. Um, It's just the thing that baffles me with them is it's one to the other. They had relative success with Frank and then Philippe down the toilet. And then I think they did all right under Yap Stam, And then the following manager came in and it was back down the toilet. The owners there baffle me. They don't seem to know what they're...
0: If you're... If anyone with a name... Any um, this, this is, applies to any team in the championship. If you're a manager in the championship, are you looking over your shoulder and thinking Frank Lampard's available as a
2: manager? I don't know if Frank would drop back to the championship I now. I think he would. That's I think... the problem. But, who, but if... who
0: in the Premier League is going to appoint Frank Lampard?
2: This is well, no, but that's the thing. But I wonder if someone would take the gamble if say if Palace go if it doesn't go well for Palace, would they take the gamble possibly? The thing with Derby, I just want to mention with Derby. I hope
0: they don't, because I like Frank Lampard.
2: the The thing that you said about Ipswich and Wigan about them spending money, Derby had are literally the proof that they had Tom Lawrence, they had mm. uh, Tom Ince. Yeah, uh, there was a few others that are not popping to my head, but they had a very expensive squad. And Wayne Rooney when
0: wasn't cheap. To, to well, even wise. before
2: that, I'm thinking more yeah. when Charlton were in the championship with yeah. Derby. That when we beat them at the Valley five four whatever it was that Derby team was ridiculous, uh, and now they have some good players. They still have Tom Lawrence, uh, Colin Cousin Richards was a bright spark last season. Christian Bilic, Chelten fans will tell you is fantastic. They're true. Uh, David Marshall is a good keeper, but they just don't have the numbers. That they, they they are shooing surely. Right, I don't
1: think they have the numbers or the manager to do it. Um... Like I said, he's, he's completely inexperienced and the only way they've gone under his management is down. And like you said, they've lost more and more players by the end of the season. And do they have the finances to keep bankrolling these absurd managerial appointments and over overpaid signings that they keep making? And just quickly, just to go back to Frank Lampard, just for a second, I think he's got to go back down to, to, to the Championship to go back up to the Premier League because he did well under certain circumstances at Chelsea in his first year but then after that it was all downhill so I think he's got to go down a league to come back up
0: okay let's look at uh teams like uh Peterborough Uh, now they're uh one of those clubs they they find really good players for for not a lot and then they sell them and I'll give you Ivan Tony. Uh, who's going to be playing his trade? Uh, Dwight Gale, who's going to be playing his trade in the Premier League this season? And Dwight Gale, uh, and they, they just find good players, get the best out of them, and and then flog them on for good money. Or and or, so and and so the, the chairman, I mean, the chairman seems like he's he's not daft, and the manager seems to know what he's... But they're one of these clubs that are sometimes too good for League One, but struggle to stay in the the, the Championship.
2: I think the problem with Peterborough in, in former years is, as you said, when they go up, they, when they came up to the championship before, they lost to White that they were going to go down. They've gone up this year with Clark Harris. I think with Clark Harris's age being the plus side of, I think he's 26, 27, not a lot of teams are going to take a gamble on a 27-year-old who's never played in the championship. I really like Johnson Clark Harris. Um, Sammy Schmodix, I think is how you pronounce it. Again, as you said, picked him up quite cheap from Bristol City. And there's been a revelation made us look stupid twice last season. Joel Randall from Eat from we were talking. I wouldn't say Egypt from e- uh, Exeter for one million pound. Fantastic player, Ryan.
1: I think they've got a very sensible business model. It's very similar to the way Brentford do things. Um, they they find they find the players, they make a profit on them. They find another one, they make a profit on that one. It's a good it's a good business model, but it doesn't equal sustainable sustainability when you get higher up. So it will get you up. It won't keep you up because the minute you come up, you then sell your best player and your main source of goals, which is quite often the case. So then you don't stay up and you drop back down. That's a conversation I think we may have again when we talk about the Premier League with Brentford finally going up this year.
2: I think with Peterborough though, as I said, I think it's different. When they had Dwight Gayle and Ivan Tony, they're 23, 24 years old. Clark Harris is on his way to 30 and Think that will stop I never played it at that level. I think it will stop a lot of the team's interest in him. He spent years with Bristol Rovers, for instance, but still story. Lyle, a, uh, Lyle a load Taylor of goals.
0: was late twenties when he got promoted <laughs> with Charlton to the championship. Yeah.
2: And the only interest in him was when he'd proven he could do it with us. Yeah. January came and Nottingham Forest all of a sudden it was Brentford, wasn't it? It was Brentford, wasn't it? Brentford in January yeah. that almost signed him.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but obviously didn't. And I think it could be similar with Clark Harris. I think Peterborough are a good side, they play good football, they will be fine.
0: Uh, Bristol City, I'm going to look at, because before we went on air, Ryan mentioned this. Uh, They've got Nigel Pearson as the boss, and they've made a couple of signings. Uh, He signed a couple of familiar players, Matty James and Andy King. Um, Now, they finished last year 19th, didn't they? Uh, Ryan's got a sneaking suspicion for them.
1: I do. I've just looked at their squad all the way through. I'm a big fan of Matty James, by the way, because obviously he's a Man United youth um, and prior to having a couple of really bad injuries at Leicester, um, he, he looked like he'd finally hit hit a nice level at Leicester. But I mean, if you, if you look at the Bristol City squad from back to front, just from their goalkeeper Bentley, who's who's always had fantastic potential but hasn't quite lived up to the hype. Their centre backs in Calas, who's been around a long time, lots of experience, international defender, I hope you know. exactly. International defender. Um, they've got Naki Wells up front as well, who's going to get you goals at Championship level, um, providing the team's playing well. I was talked to Dan about this previously as well, and he said that like they just Bristol City are normally there or thereabouts. You always look at them in the table; they're norm- normally either in the playoffs or just below the playoffs. And I was talking to Dan, and Dan just said last year just seemed to be a bit of a mare for him. But with, like Pete just said, with a midfield um, axis, I just think, I just look at that squad, and it looks like it should be going up. It's about time, I think.
2: My concern for Bristol City is the squad has been the same now for quite a few years. If you look back and remember, Ryan, you'll remember this. I'm sorry to use it, but do you remember when Bristol City beat Man United in the FA Cup? Yes. It's... Most of those, I don't bring that up because that's That's just a big time when Bristol City were on the TV. Just cruel, you are. That Bristol City team is still there. The majority of the players are still there. There's one or two that have changed. Marley Watkins has left. But the majority of the team is still there. I don't know if they've refreshed enough, especially after a difficult season last year.
0: Okay. Um, uh, So who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to go up from the championships? That's the next thing, really, that we must be looking at.
1: Well, I've just put mine in. Bristol City, I think, are going to sneak the playoffs this year. Are I just think really? it's their year. Yeah, I just think it's their year. That, like I said, they're, they're, there's always that one team that are always there or thereabouts, and then one year they finally nail it. Last year it was Brentford. So this year, I reckon Bristol City are in with a shout.
2: Okay. Um, so I, I have two playoff outsiders that um, I want to chuck in. One's going to upset Charles. <laughs> Don't, rule oh, no. Don't rule out Millwall. Don't rule out Millwall. Really? Simply because last season, As a word. they finished eighth. And the year before that, they finished eighth. So they've both years been in and around the conversation. All they've lacked is a goal scorer. Yeah. Now, Millwall fans will hope, I think it's pretty unlikely, but they will hope that benicaphobe can stay fit. If Benikafobe can stay fit, he will score them goals. He will score at this level if he's fit. The problem is keeping him fit. If they manage it, there's your goals to get them into the playoffs. I wouldn't necessarily say they'd go up but they'll definitely be in the conversation. The one for me is uh, led by Neil Warnock, Middlesbrough. They have to rebuild a bit because they lost Britta Sombolonga. They've still got Chabat Akpom. They've brought in uh, Ucek Piazu. Uh, I like their defence. Dick Steele, Nathan Wood, Dow Fry, Mark Boller, fantastic. Duncan Watmore was brilliant for them last year. Johnny Housen probably is... Uh, one of the best fielders in the league. Sam Morsey's brilliant as well. They have the potential to be, and they have underdogs. the manager that
0: knows Ooh, how to do it. And they have the. That's a surprise.
1: big shout, though.
0: The other thing is against them is Neil Warnock as a bum bag with his photograph that he signs for fans. Uh, that, that's a, He's big a hero. Dan. That's a big no, no great for me. That's a big.
1: That's no. a big shout, Dan. That is a big shout.
2: It's I'm not, not saying
0: about... they're gonna. I, I I'm think not saying they're going to win the league. i, I th- mean playoffs, yeah, yeah playoffs. definitely. Because you're up against some teams that uh, have come down from the Premier League who still have cash because mm. they still have the, the parachute money, which makes it a bit of an unfair. And We're talking at Fulham, West Brom and uh, Sheffield United.
2: But what's the one thing that all three of them have? Go on. Brand, brand new managers. Brand new managers, yeah. So are you thinking brand new managers. against them? You don't know. I think I, Sheffield... My favourite one is Slaviski Yukanovic at Sheffield United. I think they'll go back up I think, because they've I, kept the same squad.
0: I think but,
2: uh, Marco Silva is
0: overrated, so I think Fulham will will barely make the playoffs. Genuinely. I don't have bad.
2: Fulham in my top three. Um, West Brom, I think... Uh, I can't pronounce his name. I want to say Valerian Ishmael, but I could not Valerian Ishmael. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, you That's right. right. Um, he... Turned Barnsley into a footballing side, which I didn't think would ever happen. I've watched Barnsley for years. They bore me to death. They're rubbish. Uh, last year, they turned into a good side. And they signed <laughs> and, uh, Alex Mowat from Barnsley to come along. Hopefully, goes to West Brom. Carlin Grant should score goals in a West Brom team. Callum Robinson should score goals in that West Brom team. Um, but new managers, so you don't know what's going to happen.
1: Ryan? I was just going to say that, actually, going on Dan's logic of the new, the teams that have come down, talking about West Brom... You can make a case for them, but they again they've got a brand new manager. Um, my ones to go up are Sheffield United because just looking at their squad, and the uh, manager's I,
0: done it twice,
1: yeah. And I think the manager is talented, he does he, he does make some odd decisions like that time he went to Everton. Um, but um, uh, if you just look at the forward line that they've got, there, there's championship goals written all over it. And the other one I did have for going up, although Pete's just sort of pooh-poohed all over that one was actually Fulham because again if you just look at the squad that they've got if they can get the manager feeding it right then I, I don't see why they don't go straight back up especially I, if they can get Mitrovic firing again.
2: I My think problem with Fulham is they haven't regenerated their squad no. and there's big gaps where I think it's important in the championship for me the the most important thing in the Championship is having a squad at the top of the Championship is to have that squad to rotate. And I'm not sure Fulham have it compared to the others. If Mitrovic gets injured, which he, he likes to do, bless him.
0: Bless him, he does They often. don't have
2: ademola lutman this season who covered up front. They don't have Josh Mager who played up front last year. Marco Silva, don't, obviously there's time in the window. Um, but I'd fancy a team like Cardiff to be more up there than Fulham, to be fair. Um,
0: Bournemouth, let's look at Bournemouth. Scott Parker, they're not the Bournemouth they were are they? They've they've lost a few players, they're they're, they're not, they are, are they, they they haven't, they they didn't do that well last year, they did okay last year, but they didn't achieve what they wanted, and I don't think they've improved in the summer, they've changed the manager, and they've admitted they've got something wrong, again, it's another managerial change, Uh, they've got a transfer window maybe to sort it out, possibly. Dan, what do you think?
2: I think they're another team where if they can get a striker in, who I'm completely confident will score them goals. There'll be no problem. Uh, they're back four with Lewis Cook and Lloyd Kelly, Chris Mepham, fine. David Brooks is a fantastic winger. Your strike force is Dominic Solanke. That's a problem. Yeah, that is a um, big issue. Yeah. He's he's overrated. Uh, yeah. Dan Juma played really well last year off the wing. If he can recreate the form, I don't see why they're not going to be up there. Philip Billing, uh, who some people might know from Huddersfield, plays actually behind the striker very well for Bournemouth. Um, But, yeah, you need a better striker than Dominic Solanke, don't
1: you? Ryan? I can agree on the Dominic Solanke thing. Billing is also being linked with moves elsewhere. I
0: thought
1: he was Ken cricket captain. So, whether they keep keep him or not, but I I don't know. I just think that the the whole plan and the structure of Bournemouth for all the years of going up under Eddie Howe and playing football a certain way, it seems to be a club that is just completely lost at the moment. And And they're not quite sure what they are or what they're aiming for. So I'm guessing probably playoffs at best for them.
0: Can I add um, a little playoff fancy that I have, uh, which I think uh, they finished ninth last year. Their manager's just got a new contract and they've got rid of the striker that could knit a cow's bum with a banjo. QPR.
2: It's a fantastic shout.
0: Uh, QPR, uh, they've just given Warburton I like what he does He did a great job at Brentford I like what he does And he's been allowed time at QPR To 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 have a good look uh, Get a few, I mean he's he's made some bad decisions Signing Macaulay Bond was one of them uh, Was that him though? Yeah it was him uh, 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 and Anyone who thinks Macaulay Bond is a championship striker Needs needs to be a, 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 But yeah, everyone's entitled to make a bad signing and he'd scored a, a, a more than 10 goals for a, a Charlton team that got relegated, so I can understand. But I just think he's he's good and he, he improves players. And I think QPR, if they can get a couple of bodies in, they'll be in and out there about on the playoffs. I'm not saying they'll get promoted, but Dan.
2: Their business in the summer, I think, has been very shrewd. Charlie Austin on a free transfer. Brilliant, boy. Came in on loan last year and carried on where, when he left. Stefan Johansson for half a million from Fulham. Yeah, that's... again, was there last season on loan. Now for free. Moses Odebarjo is, um, if you, again, if you can keep him fit, a very good right back. Andre Dozzle is a highly rated midfielder. Oh, Dazel from, it, yeah, Mitch... I was going to say that. Is, is it Dazel? I don't yeah, know. It, it. Yeah.
0: his dad was Jason In Twitch <laughs> player. So, um, yeah, also, I uh,
2: love that one. <laughs> Albert Adoma is. We know Albert yeah. Adoma's um, abilities. I just want to say here, I feel I'm so I think Sam Field is a hugely talented player, sadly, out for the season. Um, we had him at Cholton, couldn't keep him fit when he was fit, one of the best defensive midfielders um I've I've seen, but just could not stay fit, bless him. Uh Lyndon Dykes will score goals. QPR are a brilliant shout.
0: If anyone in the championship is looking for a defensive midfielder, go and make Derby an offer for Christopher Billick and you'll get a good one there as well. That's yeah it, I'll give you right here and now. Uh, Ryan. Pay 10 million for him. Ryan.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I think QPR is actually a really good shout. Uh, I think Dan's just listed a lot of the players and I can echo the thing on Sam Field. I remember him being a kid at, I think it was West Brom and he had so much potential and he never quite got there. QPR for me, I think they actually embody the championship because if you've got a good squad and a good manager, you don't have to have the best squad or the best manager, but because of the way the championship is, it's so hectic where a couple of results, you're in the bottom, a couple of results, you're in the playoffs. I think QPR for me sort of embodies what the championship is. You've got a good squad, a good manager. You're in with a good shout of... Going you, somewhere?
0: You do need a good squad in the championship. Uh, mm. a first eleven is not enough.
2: It's no. And they've near also
1: enough. they've also got a very good youth academy that does produce good quality championship players. The thing, the thing with the championship
2: is there's not. You don't care who you're playing. If you're going to play Blackport the weekend or you're playing West Brom, you genuinely cannot guess what is going to happen. The, the championship is so much fun but so much not fun if you're a team in the championship because it gives you heart attacks. Um, as Charlton, when we were there drawing with West Brom, we beat Fulham and then we couldn't get past Luton <laughs> or Hull. Um, that you—that It's such a random league. And I think for me, it's the probably the most fun to watch.
0: It's the most open league, isn't it? Because on mm. any given any given day, the bottom team can absolutely <laughs> batter the top team. I've seen it. I've seen mm. it. I've seen time and time again, as a Charlton mm. fan, I remember Cardiff flying high in the uh, in the championship. 2-0 uh, up, Cardiff were after 20 minutes and 5-4 we beat them. And it was like, what has gone on here? It, I, I, even the, just everyone connected with that was stunned. But that's the sort of thing it throws up, games like that, Ryan.
1: So my question for you guys is, and I've got an answer for this as well, of the three teams that came down, which one are you which one do you think is going to be the one to struggle to get back up? Because my money's on West Brom, because I look at that squad Fulham. and I just don't see anything.
2: And Fulham,
0: Fulham. No, I think Fulham. Fulham. Fulham.
2: I don't Agreed. think West Brom are that Matt, Just because, I think Sheffield United will go up regardless. I think West Brom have... A, the, my thing with West Brom is I really like their defence, which is a... And I think if you have a good defence in the Championship... That wins you more than having a great strike force, or and they've got Karl a great Grant, attacking who will get
0: 15, 20 goals this exactly. season. Exactly. With
2: Fulham, my concern is your only striker Mitrovic. He will yeah. get injured. Who they are will. you going to replace him with? Oh, they've still got
1: Helder though, haven't they? Who? Helder Costa. They've still got him. who's a very talented player. He's
2: not Wing, uh, no, not Helder Costa. Um, Cap is-
1: Oh, it's, sorry. Yeah, wrong one. Sorry,
2: might gonna, say even Cavalera.
0: He's he's not going to get the uh, the goals that Mitrovic, when fit, will.
2: Yeah, no, and and we played, and I know it's only pre-season, but Cholton played Fulham the other day, and against the League One defense, they couldn't create chances, and they had their first team out. They had oh. Mitrovic, um, uh, Cabano, uh, Tim Ream was at the back. They had. Calabiero I don't know how to pronounce his name I made a mess of it but they've got worried. Harrison Reed as well they've got um Harry Wilson who came on just signed from Liverpool they've got bits and pieces I'm just concerned that if one or two injuries for Fulham's striking options and they will all of a sudden stop scoring
0: is there any other dark horses around like like Forest or Stoke or <laughs> you
2: know I'm just saying you never know Forest <laughs> not Nottingham Forest are a team that I don't even want to try and predict what's going to happen. Their team, they should be, like they should have been last year, aside in and around the playoffs. However, having seen what they did last year, you don't know. Lewis Graben, Lar Taylor should be goals. Um, Chris Hutton, I trust to do a job, but... Can I just Forrest say, Lyle Taylor, to
0: be ones that fall? Lyle Taylor keeps the bench warm more than on the pitch, though, doesn't he? Let's be honest. But last he was season. still
2: their leading goal scorer last was he? season. Yeah, yes. I don't like him. <laughs> Ryan. Noticed.
1: I can only echo what Dan said. I look at Nottingham Forest the same way I look at Derby County. You just look at them, the the, the structure of the club, you look at the owners of the club, and you just look at them and shake your head and think, what are you doing? I mean, we all know the history of Nottingham Forest. It was a huge, huge club, a former Premier League club. And history then history means just gone.
0: nothing in the EFL. History counts. Oh no, for I know,
1: but oh. I know that. But I'm just saying if you just look at we're talking about Nottingham Forest and it's just become a shambles. One one time European Cup winners, I think. Yeah. Was it more than once? I can't Price. remember, but Twice, twice. I, I remember growing up, and they were always in the Premier League. You could count on them to be in the Premier League. And now you just look at them and say, "Okay, you've stayed in the Championship, but you've got no direction, no foundation. What are you doing?" Well, uh, I think, as someone who's watched the Championship, Forest have had,
2: have always been close. Yeah, they've always been. They went through that period. There was three or four years when Leicester came up to the Premier League, where for, it could have been Forest rather than Leicester. It really could have been. They had some fantastic players. They just missed out. They've been doing it for the last three or four years. Last year was when they cleared out the squad. From They, needed they so. kind of said, no, we need to change. Because as I said, they had a five or six-year run where they were building and had that direction. Last year was the year where they cleared and... This year, we'll see what happens. This, this year is going to be very important for, for Chris Hewitt and Nottingham Forest.
0: Two seasons ago, uh, Charlton were locked in a battle with a team uh, and to, to, to stay in the championship, Barnsley. And and Barnsley are still there. Uh, yet, and they seem to appoint foreign managers who are tactical managers. And they've got the new one now in, in Marcus Shop, who uh, Barnsley is saying is a technical tactical genius. Is it going to be enough? They finished fifth last year.
2: Well, last year they were not carried is the wrong word, but they loaned Daryl Dyke from Orlando City, who was a huge presence and scored a lot of goals. Um, And also, we don't know the impact of the, the new West Brom manager, Ishmael. Yeah. Uh, Because it, it seemed from outside, like, as you said, we were battling with him two years ago. He came in and all of a sudden we were, you know, pushing. They were pushing for the playoffs and made the playoffs, and I saw a lot of people really fancying them for promotion. Um, They played Swansea. They sadly ran into a Swansea side who have been ripped apart um, over the summer, and I think Barnsley will have to see if they can replace the goal scorer. Um, I don't see... I'm looking at their squad now, and I don't see a goal scorer for them this season. Ryan?
1: I worry for Barnsley because Ishmael did such a good job um, like Dan said, you've got to replace your top scorer and you've got to replace your manager on top of that as well. Uh, I don't, I can't see them doing as well as, as they did last season. I, I may be forced to eat more humble pie, um, uh, because I've been eating that all week, but you know, I, I just don't see it.
2: I think one last team to mention, um, if on my list was Cardiff City, I've got another uh, team to mention because of on. me simply their squad doesn't. Mick McCarthy turned Cardiff around when he came when he walked in last year. Yeah, they went from a, a side that wasn't doing <laughs> a side that wasn't doing much to to a side <laughs> with a bit about them. Kiefer Moore might not be the most exciting player, he will score goals. <laughs> it's Mick McCarthy. I love Mick McCarthy. <laughs> I, I, that video of Mick McCarthy. I don't know if you've seen it. The careless whispers playing over the top, and the camera spins to him in the dugout, and he. Ray, Ray puts his, eye, his eyebrows up at the camera. That that has me every time I see it. Uh, it? I, I, he cracks me up. And I think Cardiff, under him, they've released Johnny Williams, which I'm going to pretend is a big issue. Um, I think they have a chance.
0: I, I, uh, yeah. Has Johnny Williams signed for anyone yet? Out of the no, out he's, of flo- he's floating around. See? Oh, I, I know someone from another podcast will be only too happy to see him back in a red shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah Ryan, for the yes. Right. <laughs>
1: Just a quick question while we're talking about uh, charismatic managers, shall we say? Oh. Do, do we know where Ollie is?
2: Ollie?
1: Yeah. Ian Holloway? Yeah. No he was way. released
2: by Grimsby, so la- last thing I know, doing he'll nothing. A,
0: he'll pop up on screen oh, that's a shame. time to time. he was, was going to
1: say, I'm, I'm missing the um, miss news. He,
2: he played a part in uh, Grimsby returning to non league football last season, so I think that's he's in hiding. Yeah.
1: He um, was amazing on... on. I remember when he came up with Blackpool when he was on Match of the Day. The
2: conferences were brilliant,
0: yeah. It
1: was fantastic. I'll never forget the line that he was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo and he turned around and said, if there is a God, he's hung like a hamster. I just <laughs> fell about laughing. I miss him so much.
0: What do we think Birmingham City are going to do under
2: Lee Boyer? I
0: love the club, I love the club, I love the club, but I love them more.
2: Boyer, that boy. I, um, I think they've... I think they'll be the Birmingham City they've always been and sit in the mid table and not really push for the playoffs and also not being a threat. Lucas, uh, I don't want to butcher his name, Jukovic Yeah, that one. Yeah, we know what you mean. Yeah. Fantastic striker, uh, even at his age. Yeah. Um, if they can keep an EK fit, we saw last year that an EK can be a very dangerous player, but keeping him fit. Jordan Graham, the same. They seem to have stopped. They went through that period of trying to buy abroad and it didn't really work for them. I know they've got Mikel San Jose at the back, but um, they've this year, Bowyer's gone very British based, Jordan Graham, Chucks and EK. Not a bad thing um, to do, I've got to say. You know, you don't know how, how it's going to work for them, but I think he's been a, been smart with his business. He loaned the lad from Man United that I'm not even going to attempt to say, Chong. Um, Titus Chong, yeah. He's, uh, he looks a good talent. So, but good at Taking youngsters on loan and giving them a good time, um. but pitch, can he so... can he
0: not be a bit harsh on young- youngsters? I mean, we've seen him at uh, Charlton with uh, a talent like LB Morgan. He was quite harsh with him, where he was openly criticising him in pe- press conferences and openly I... criticising his players in press conferences. That I does, think... that's fine up to a point, but that doesn't event ends up going against you. I think,
2: but I, I think that was. Um... A thing that escalated over a few years. He's, he's brand new at Birmingham, so Birmingham have very little, I'd assume, to go against him right so, now.
0: So hopefully he's learned the lessons from his time at Charlton. Because don't well, get me yeah. wrong, what he did at Charlton was magnificent, that playoff, as we said earlier. But the, the seasons after that, I felt uh, he was just a bit too harsh on the players.
2: Last, last season, yeah, I felt sorry for him because there was a lot going behind the scenes. But in terms of um, Chong to Albie Morgan, oh dear, uh, Albie is, I think they're two different players. Chong's had a lot more experience, uh, has come from a club with a lot more pressure. So,
1: Ryan? Uh, on, on the subject of Birmingham, I think they're going to be, like Dan said, a good solid uh, mid-table side. Tough. They might push the Tough playoffs. to beat, but... Yeah. yeah, they might push the playoffs if someone has a bad time. And the way the league bounces up and down. Titus Chong is a very unique individual player. He's a winger. He's he looks enormous. He looks absolutely gigantic. His hair's enormous as well, which I think makes him look even taller. Uh, he's very deceptively quick. He hasn't had the best of times in the lone spells that he's been out on. Um, so it, it it's it's going to be an interesting one to watch and see I've, how he does
0: if i was a manager any young player with long hair would have it cut i've got a thing about long-haired players in this day and age i don't like it i he, don't like it no i don't care who how time talent no, you've no, got no, no, no. get your hair cut no. i don't want to see he, your hair you stand out more i don't want that i want you just to play football it's like having multi-colored boots don't be doing it get black boots to be done with get your hair cut son
1: he reminds me, the easiest way I can put this, and for anybody who's seen the Minions films, when they get dyed purple and their hair goes enormous, that's what he reminds me of every time I see him because his hair is massive. It's absolutely enormous. You're, you're thinking Marrow and Fellaini and then a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I would have got his haircut, Fellaini. You playing for us at Man U? Get your haircut first, son. Dan,
2: if Chong. he's a winger, right?
1: Yes, he is. He's very... Yeah, he won't
2: be for much longer.
1: He's a very unorthodox player. When you when you, look at him, like I,
2: a, I, I tell you now, you will not be playing on the wing this season.
1: I was going to say he does not look like a winger in the slightest. If if you look at him on the pitch, you you would be like, the easiest way I can describe it is if you go back to the Euros, the Dutch had Bastos playing out wide and coming in, uh, and you just saw this huge man on the wing. I think that's what you'll see with Titus Chong.
2: He right. will play. Attack in midfield because Lee boyer loves a diamond. He does like he loves like a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> he, loves he, a doesn't diamond. Like, he doesn't like a winger. <laughs> to,
1: to be yeah. honest, if, if it was me, I think given his height and his presence, I'd probably be looking to turn him into a striker myself if <laughs> I was have, a manager. They have
2: <laughs> Jiskovic and Chukz and Ike, they don't need any more big players. Big, well,
1: well, well, between between
0: Ch- Ch- Chucks could give you a good 35 minutes, won't he? We've got
1: any players in the championship to look out for, Dan.
2: Oh, this is the thing. And you need to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt Grimes from Swansea, if he stays, um, is a very big talent. Um, Danny McNamara at Millwall is a young right-back who I'm a fan of. Josh Murphy at Cardiff might finally show signs. Um, Luke Freeman at Nottingham Forest is always class as far as I'm concerned. Um, That's it right now. That's jumping out at me. Pete?
0: Um... Yeah, no, I'll go with Dan. I I don't know enough about the championship to. uh, I don't prefer. I'm 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 pretty much, and and this is going to be a learning curve for me because I just sort of concentrate on Charlton, and that's all I've ever looked at because I don't watch much uh, much other football really, which is why I let you lot do the talking at the moment because, uh, you know. But I I will be watching it much more this year. Clearly, be doing this, Thunders, you've turned me into uh, unfortunately my you pair of you will get me. I used to watch football every game of football going. If there's football on television, as you remember, Ryan, it yes. growing up, but if there was football on, we'd watch it. But I'm not like that now, I, and and I'm only really interested in watching my team. And even then, that the, that 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 little lustre has gone a little bit for me. I think uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. So, but I'm intrigued to see what the championship season brings. And I think it'll be as ever the championship is the best league to watch. Really, in terms of any anyone having a chance. I just, as Dan said earlier, you know you know, the bottom team could go up against the, test, the top team and it's really not worth having a bet on because the bottom team
2: could do them. Dan? The one name I have to mention, we've already mentioned him in this podcast, but he, uh, Joel Randall, who's just signed for Peterborough, uh, every person who has seen him at Exeter seems to think he'll have a similar career path to Ollie Watkins. Um, That's so good. That's a good watch shot. out for him in the championship. I'm interested to see what he does. Excellent.
1: Listen, me personally, I was just going to say, I was just hoping for a good season for David Bentley. I've got a thing about goalkeepers with great potential that don't quite go where you think they would go. So I'm hoping Bentley has a good year.
0: Excellent. Uh, that's that's the EFL looked at. Uh, we'll do next week. We'll look at the Premier League, and that's where I think you'll there'll be some discussions there. This going uh,
1: to be a lot to talk about.
0: It's going to be a lot to talk about, and and in, and in, and we're doing that in a week's time. There's uh, there could be some shenanigans on the transfer front going because if if, oh. if if a couple of players move, I mean, let's talk about previewing it. Let's talk about Loku Kaku coming to Chelsea. Where's Harry Kane going to be?
1: Has Grayish okay. signed for City?
0: And have these transfers opened up the window for a last, you know, for a for a bit? That's all next week uh, on Football Thunders. Thanks very much, Ryan.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And to you, Dan.
1: Thank you for thank you, everybody.
0: And we'll be back next week. Uh, Dan, how can people get in contact with us? Just get that done first.
2: We have a Twitter account at Football a Twitter, Thunders. Oh, Twitter, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Gmail is football funders pod at gmail.com and of course our youtube channel yes. uh, which is football funders podcast
0: yep uh, so thanks a lot we'll see you again next time ta-ra